Hello, my name is Dustin Husseini, and this is the Digital Education Practices Podcast. And today I'm joined by Brian Gregory from the Lancaster University Management School. So, Brian, can you tell us a bit about what you teach and what you're going to talk about? Brilliant. Well, hello, Dustin. Hello, everybody else. Thanks for inviting me today. Um, yeah, Brian Gregory, I teach entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and strategy. Um, and I'm working with students from first year through to postgraduate at the moment. Okay, great. And tell us what you're going to talk about today. What what worked for you as far as digital education practices? Okay, then. Um, I, I think very much the, the work worked is is probably a bit of false advertising. It's very. This is far more a moving feast. It's about what's working now, I think. What works well, we do more of. What's not working so well because we're having to be um, pragmatic and reactionary here. What's not working so well, we do less of and we, we look to evaluate it and do less of it quickly. So I, I don't think I can be as bold as to suggest that I know what's working already. Before we came on this call, you mentioned something about a practice that you did that worked as far as student engagement, I think. Right, okay, yeah. So we've, we've, we've already tried a number of different methods to, to engage the students. Um, one was uh, I had a number of students whose workshop we kept running right throughout the Easter holiday, uh, and we had three workshops that just disappeared as most students disappeared. Now then we got really good engagement. The, seem, the students seemed very happy with the engagement during the, the holiday break, um, mainly they were probably already cooked up in their, their homes as well as we were. What's going to be interesting to see is the results. If they remain engaged, if the other students from the other workshops that didn't want to remain engaged during the Easter holidays, if they catch up or if, 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 they, if they end up with whether it be an unfair advantage or not, I'm not sure. Um, somebody will tell me at some point. But keep, keeping, maintaining engagement, I think is crucial. Um, and keeping the students there. So we, we tried that, and the results will come in time, I think, if there are any results. Uh, and what we tried for our first, first lecture of the, the new term was sort of like a, an interview, a fireside chat, um, so far more interview-like than it was a lecture, which gives us two voices, two voices bouncing off each other a bit, a bit of conversation, some okay. questioning, there was some relation to what might have been slightly more personal conversation, which is good. I think it's good. I hope it's good to help the the the, the students mm-hmm. feel like they're more in the room with you rather than this being a very formal digital process that they sit down, watch, listen, uh, and expect to 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 gain that information. Um, I think always through changes in voice, questions, humour, that more will be picked up. So I'm just waiting on feedback of students from that experiment as well okay so tell us a bit about um this fireside chat how did you do it so the way we did it was i was talking to a colleague of mine mark friel from ontario university so the way we did it we used microsoft teams and mark did the presentation to me however i didn't sit there like a a student potentially would uh, and say nothing it was a, a presentation about innovation so I did the introduction of Mark, said Mark's coming along, no Mark from here, here and here. Uh, and then as Mark was talking, I would interject. 
Now then, I may interject because I had a genuine question because Mark's subject is fascinating and I certainly don't know everything there is to know about innovation. So I would interject if I was interested in something or if I felt that there was a point that I wanted to drag more out of to make sure the students got it, it was to re-emphasize a point. So we ran it very much like a conversation and okay. what, what was entertaining was Mark also asked me questions. Then you really feel put on the spot because you think I'm supposed to know answers if he's asking me. <laughs> but that led to really interesting conversation between Mark, Mark and myself. And, and, and I felt, and a couple of people in our department have looked at it, I certainly felt it gave a lot more volume to the presentation. As I say, we're just waiting on the student feedback now. So it was kind of like a impromptu, well, not really impromptu. I guess you scheduled it in advance, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be kind of like a conversation, team teaching, but not quite. It's, uh, when you use the word impromptu, Dustin, I think you're, you're maybe not too far away. It sounds far more like a conversation between two people than it does a formal lecture, and certainly a formal digital lecture. Okay. So in that respect, you mean just kind of like a lecture that's one way all the way? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Okay. And what about the students themselves? Yeah. Um, and the benefit of Teams, if it's a benefit, is um, the, the, the screen has the, the, the slides on, but in the mm -hmm. bottom right-hand corner, you've got both mine and Mark's faces. So they can, if you're watching it, you can see Mark and I laughing. You can see me nodding. You can see him nodding. So it just helps with that physical interaction. No, it's not. I realize it's not a physical interaction, but it helps with that uh, interaction with the tutor. I hope. No, actually, you're right. I mean, I have come across some research. I don't have any references at this moment, but we could look them up later. But research that says that if the uh, students can actually see the tutors or the lecturers' faces, you know, whether it's in a recorded video or a live video, they actually are more engaged and their learning is likely to be more. Yeah, I hope so. I've, what I've learned since I did that was I've always known I talk a lot with my hands. I'm doing it now. I'm waving my hands all over the place, but fortunately nobody can see it. <laughs> When I'm in a classroom, my hands are all over the place. So I have altered my camera on my computer uh -huh. so that the students who know me, they can see my hands all over the place. And it's just those features that they recognize from, and, and all tutors have their ticks, don't they? We all do our own wee things. Yes. Um, so if we, it's just about if they can see me moving my hands, it's more comfort. Yes, that's Brian, because that's what he does. Okay, so they can see that kind of body language interaction, I guess. Yeah, and it's familiar to them, isn't it? It is, it is, because especially because they know you, they've seen you in person, and now as a result of coronavirus, COVID-19, we've had to kind of rush to the online. Yeah. Now, as far as the students themselves, um, how did they, did they kind of interact in any way? Did they chat or? Tend to find students are quite quiet online, to be honest with you. Um, it was very much how I was brought up, you know, speak when you're spoken to and they don't seem to offer a lot in between. So that's one of the things I'm looking at this term is how do you get them to voluntarily interact? And as I say that, you've now got me thinking about it. I think undergraduate is far more like that. Postgraduate, they are a bit more confident. They're a bit older coming out and asking questions as you're going along. Okay. All right. So as far as what you learned from this approach or change, what would you say that you've kind of learned from it, from doing it that way? From what I've learned so far, I, th I think it's about engagement. It doesn't matter how long it's for. It's about meaningful engagement. 
Um, in business, uh, I always refer to seven points of contact. Touch somebody seven times in seven different ways or four or five different ways before they buy. Uh, and students need that constant reassurance of contact. And we can use multiple different methods. I think that's something that's going to come out from all this is the different methods we use. Teams does seem to offer us different method costs in effect as far as they're concerned. We've got text messages, which are private. Um, mm-hmm. We've got WhatsApp groups which are the groups we can set up, still like the text messaging. And then you've got the more formal side within the team set up within the channels and separating that out. So it's just finding different ways to talk to different students on a format that suits them on that day or for that subject they we're trying to engage them with. Okay. And then just for the audience's kind of sake, so on this current module that you teach, how have they engaged up until the point where you kind of had this conversation with a lecturer who was in another location? Well, we only had the, in in principle, we had one week, week 20, we delivered digitally, didn't we? All I did was I put lectures up online for them, but I tried to get them all to dial in and that was to make sure they were okay. Have you all made it home safely? Is everybody all right? So uh, I'm not sure if this is answering the question or not, but I use week 20's physical t- contact time via pod, uh, by, via the webcam, etc., to make sure people were okay. Right, okay. And just for listeners, so week 20 is about, is that before Easter, I think? Before Easter, yeah. Yeah, before the Easter holidays here. So basically you had digital office hours for the students. No, I, no, no, I haven't. I, so I, what I did was I created some dial-in times but that's another thing that I'm finding. So two nights ago, I had a Chinese student and perhaps the fact that they hadn't read the instructions on Teams doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, she was on to me at 2 a.m. Chinese time, very obviously worried because she couldn't check in. She was still trying to check in in a Lancaster app at 2 in the morning over in China. So she's getting on to me using the text message side of Teams. And I reassured her, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Get back to bed and we can, I'll, we'll have a chat in the morning and straighten things out. So I don't think... Uh, Probably the purists would like office hours, but I'm not sure the best engagement's going to come from that. I think the best engagement is going to come from dealing with the students when they have the problems. But okay. on big modules like the 101 that I'm on, that's only going to create me headaches later. I understand that. Yes. So basically, ad hoc, when the students kind of have an issue, you deal with their issues at that moment rather than, especially so, in your case, because you have students, they've gone home effectively, haven't they? Yeah. 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 There are four corners of the earth right now. I. <laughs> Gosh. So digital office hours are actually quite tricky unless you were to hold them at perhaps, I don't know, spaced at six hours apart in the day. So maybe, who knows, 8 a.m. and then 2 p.m. and then some other time. Yeah. And Dustin, to be honest with you, I think that's going to be something that we're going to take time to find out. Um, in, in, a, in a physical format, I can put a sign on my office door that says, you can see me Tuesdays and Thursdays between 2 and 4. Um, and because we're all on the same time zone, on the same grid square in the planet, that's easier to do. Yeah. But now everybody's got different different pools on their time. So some of these kids, when they get back home, will be offering caring to their siblings or maybe even caring to their parents. Yes. So they, their, their world looks very different when they get back. So for us to be so dictatorial and say it's still Tuesday and Thursday UK time between two and four, I'm not sure is the best, but there's got to be some middle ground, I think. And I don't know where that is yet. Well, from what it sounds like, from what it sounds like what you're saying that could work or that is working is giving the students different ways of engaging effectively not only did they have the, the live sessions but i assume these are yes, recorded yeah, as correct. well aren't they correct 
I suppose another thing, and that comes down to my own self-discipline, is risk rating the problem when it comes in. Is this an immediate problem or is it a problem that can wait till tomorrow at nine o'clock when I am allegedly back at work again? So you've, you've got to, I've got to apply some common sense to what the conversations are about. Okay. So going forward, though, uh, given that that first interactive lecture, the lecture with someone else worked um, or seems to have worked anyway, do you think you'll do it again? Yes. Yeah, so my plan is to do it again. I've got another another couple lined up, and I'm also going to use much shorter. I'm going to try working interactive case studies as well. And then after three weeks, go back to the students. Okay. What did you like? What did you not like? What worked? What do you think might work otherwise? Uh, and get some guidance and support off them, because whilst it's really easy for us as an organisation to say you'll have it this way and you'll have it then, if they're the they're the customer, they're the recipient. We therefore have to make sure that it lands on their doorstep in an acceptable format as well, don't we? Yes, and I think you mentioned uh, maybe before our chat that you're also going to reach out to them, or you have reached out to them to ask them what they like and what they might like. Yes, so I did that uh, the last week before the Easter break, and resoundingly they said they wanted education that they could pick up and put down in their own times. Uh, and whilst we can do that, another big problem we're all going to face is this is down to the self-motivation of students. Mm, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll we'll never understand the world that they're living in at that moment in time, will we? And their own unique circumstances and context, I guess. No, you're exactly right. I mean, there's discussions across HE that are talking about, you know, pastoral care. What kind of living situations are they in? What kind of equipment and technology do they have access to? So there's a lot of different concerns as well around that. Yeah, Um, yeah. One of the other things I'm looking at or I'm on with is creating a YouTube channel for them as well. Okay, so that putting material on Teams and on YouTube, now then I know for a fact every student in this globe knows how to get onto YouTube. Um, and it's just removing the the excuses for, oh, well, I couldn't access Teams, I couldn't find it on Teams, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. If it's in another format that they absolutely understand, which is such as YouTube, then it's putting materials out there as well. So it gives them a second bite of the cherry. Especially when they're in a different location is probably a bit more interesting for students because then they get that insight and bounce you know bouncing off of ideas of two different people um so it's been really interesting to hear about that yeah you're very welcome thanks for having me on dustin um it, it's always useful these things because uh, as you get asked questions and and then you get asked another question it helps me reflect on what i'm trying to do what i'm trying to understand at the moment um so no i've thoroughly enjoyed it uh and thanks very much for the invite thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day. you take care now bye-bye